Welcome to Entrepreneurs in Action, the series where we hear from entrepreneurs from all over the world on how they bring success to their clients and build their own success in the process. I'm your host, Warwick Merry from warwickmerry.com. Now let's get straight to it and hear from our next Entrepreneur in Action. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Entrepreneurs in Action. I'm really excited today uh, because we're going to talk about something that I am fascinated about, which is negative gearing. So I'm delighted to have Andrew Larkham from More Banks in. Hi, Andrew. Welcome to the show. Thanks, mate. Um, Negative gearing. We're talking about the negative gearing trap and how to avoid it. Now, um, I'm a bit of an investor and I hear people all the time saying about how good negative gearing is and, and then the government's coming out and there's a whole lot of talk about how we shouldn't have negative gearing. What makes you the expert to be talking about negative gearing? Well, Warwick, I left school when I was 17, just straight out of high school, went straight to the bank. So I've had uh, 33 years now of banking and you finance You can't experience. be that old, mate. 33 <laughs> years experience. It's amazing what they can do with makeup, mate. <laughs> Especially on radio. Yeah, that's right. It's good, good face for radio. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so along the way, you know, I've experienced uh, a lot of clients applying for home loans and seeing what they've uh, done in, and how they've got to be good investors and, and how some people get an investment property and then don't go any further. Right. Okay. Right, fantastic. So you've been able to learn from other people's experience and other people spending the money. Exactly. Fantastic. Now, currently you work for more banks and because... Uh, it's a financial kind of thing. We have to read the financial disclaimer saying that More Banks Proprietary Limited CRN 415282 and Andrew Larkham CRN 393064 are authorised credit representatives of a new co-financial services Proprietary limited with an Australian credit licence number 385054. We have to say that because we don't like lawyers and we don't <laughs> want anyone chasing it. So what we're talking about today is conceptual. We're not going into details. Everyone's individual positions will be different. Exactly. I think we've all heard the fast voice at the end of the ad on the telly. So that's what we've just done. Yep. So you've been in the interest for a while. Just ballpark, how much business do you reckon that you've signed up in terms of loans and applications? Oh, it'd be millions, millions and millions and millions, I'd tell you. It's, okay. It'd be a lot. So, you know, if you've done over tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars worth of business. So you've seen, you've seen what can happen. So the negative gearing trap, I have never heard of the negative gearing trap. Tell me, what what is this thing? Well, it's what I believe uh, the reason why uh, apparently there's 8% of, well, not apparently, Australian Taxation Office says it's about 8% of Australians own an investment property. Right. And uh, less than 10% of those own more than two. Wow. Yeah, which is pretty frightening, really, because, and I believe the reason for that is that they've been sold on the negative gearing side of things. So negative gearing, really, to me, it's it's pulling money out of your pocket. So if we look at it from a basic point of view, uh if you look at a property, an investment property that is, as a uh, profit center, so like a business, you have your income, which is your rent, and your, your expenses, which include your interest, which is the major one usually. And then at the end of the day, you've you've got a profit or a loss, a surplus or a deficit. Yes. So if you've got a surplus, you're in positive gearing territory, and if you've got a deficit, you're in negative gearing territory. Right. Negative gearing means you need to pull money out of your pocket to keep that property going. So... I believe that most people have bought their first one negatively geared, mm-hmm. which affects their lifestyle because they're pulling money out of their pocket. Mm. And then they think, oh, if I buy another one, it's going to reduce our lifestyle money. again. And that's where they stop. So right. I think if you if you get the right advice yep. and uh, right up front, 
then you can actually do it quite well and have a mix of both. I have to go back. You said the tax office has said 8% of Australians own property. Is that correct? Yes. So are you talking about investment property? or Investment property, So investment property. So I'm just trying to think, like, I know a lot of people who rent. So what you're telling me is only 8% of the population hold that property. And of that, 10%, so we're talking 0.8% of the population, own more than two. That's it. That is unbelievable because it's... We, we talk about, you know, property being a, a rock-solid investment and if you think of some of the rental returns, talk, talk of property growth, like I'm reading in the paper lately that Melbourne, because uh, we're recording this in Melbourne, uh, Melbourne's had in the last 12 months about a 7 to 9% uh, growth in property. Mm-hmm. Right, So that's just capital growth. That doesn't include your rental returns, which are typically around the 5%. So you're talking somewhere between 12 and and 14% return on your investment. Uh, and less than 1% of the population have invested in that. That's it. Wow. So so obviously this negative gearing trap is what scares people off. So what are some of the, the what are some of the reasons why people, you know, they get scared they're going to have to cost them more money, but why don't they invest? Why don't they go to the next level? I think it's the the lifestyle thing. It's costing them money and the, and they don't want it. they they think that that's the way it's got to be because they haven't sought advice because they've had that bad experience right at the start. Right. So if if what you're saying is that, you know, negative gearing hurts the pocket too much so people don't go, so how else can you invest? Don't, aren't all properties negatively geared? No, they're not. Uh, for example, one of my clients just bought a property in Broken Hill for $92,000. Right. And it returns a rent with the current tenant in there yeah. for $220 a week. Wow. Now, it's an old home, yeah. but it's been recently renovated. So yeah. they're, they're out there and there's... Other properties even cheaper than that with the same sort of rent return. Wow! You just got to look for them. You get or or get advice. Uh, so what sort of rental return is that? Like that's got to be around a twelve percent rental return. Actually, I did. I haven't worked out the rental return, but I did work out that if he paid that rent straight into his loan, that he paid off in about a bit over five years. Five years. Yeah. So essentially, after five years, he's getting two hundred and twenty bucks a week that's rent right. straight in his pocket. Of course, you have to pay tax on that. Of but... course, and there'll be the expenses. But typically, in expenses on a rental property, you, you're really only looking at any interest on the loan. Yeah. You might be looking at some kind of insurance that you might have, be it property and or landlord Absolutely. insurance. Probably there'll be rates that you've got to pay. Yep. Um, water rates you, you might have to pay. Yep. That's And maybe a management fee to a, a real estate agent. Yeah, maybe. And that, that's pretty much it, isn't it? This this property that we're talking about is yep. actually a house. So there's wow. no, no body corporate or owner's corporation fees. Wow. Yes. So it's just a, like a three-bedroom house or something yeah. for ninety-two thousand dollars. Now the thing, the thing you got to remember with positively geared properties, most of the time, not all of the time, most of the time they're going to have a lower capital growth. Right. So that the property's not going to go up. Well, don't expect the property to go up in value yeah. as quickly as one that might be negatively geared. Okay. Okay. And, but from what I, from what I'm, from what I'm guessing, from what you're saying is that it's all about having a bit of a balance in a portfolio. Would that be a fair statement? It is. All right. So. So how do you how do you find these kind of properties? Well, in fact, the client that uh, bought that property, he, mm. he is actually a property investment advisor. Right. And part of his role is yep. to find these types of properties. Right. The problem for him is that every time he finds one, he wants to buy it himself. <laughs> the good thing for me is he's one of my clients. So. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, uh, so what you're saying is property can be a good investment if you know the basics. Yes. Um, and don't be scared by by a negative uh, the the negative gearing trap. 
No, because every, everybody's, as we said earlier, everybody's circumstances are different. Mm. So it really needs to be looked at on an individual basis. So it's not like everybody should go out and buy a positively geared property. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the mistakes that people make when they do invest in property of some description? Well, the biggest mistake is not getting the advice. Yep. Uh, they set up their loans incorrectly. Right. So, for example, if you've got a home loan and you buy an investment loan, uh, buy an investment property, uh, you obviously have an investment loan to buy that investment property. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they try and keep those two things separate and not use the equity that they've already got in their home. Right. Or they might have the uh, wrong structure on the loan being uh, for principal and interest on the investment property, which um, certainly one thing that I could say positively is that every investment uh, property loan should be interest only if you still have a home loan. It could be different if you don't have a home loan yet. Interesting. Why? Why would you have an interest only loan? Because it'll never get paid off. But you're saying if you still owe money on your home, you should only go interest only. Why would that be? Because you can't claim the interest uh, on your home loan through, through your tax, uh, but you can as an expense on an investment property. Right. So So you're saying- any spare money you've got, dump it on your home loan and just pay off your home. That's it. Pay that off first. Okay. Okay. Um, so after you own your own home, what then? Does it matter whether it's P&I or is it, by P&I I mean principal and interest for those who, who don't know. So, or, or, or do you stick to interest only? What, how do you choose? Well, it's an individual situation again. Yep. Um, most of the time you could start paying off one of those investment loans. Right. Um, but again, it's horses for courses. Mm-hmm. So if you've got an investment property that you've purchased and you're thinking that you might want to move into it, mm-hmm. um, you know, you obviously you could start paying that one down. Right. Yep. Everybody's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, what about, you talked before about the equity in your own home. Now, a lot of people get scared about putting their, their home at risk. What are your thoughts on that? I I don't believe it's at risk. If right. you're buying an investment property, um, you should have done your homework. And certainly if you get the advice again, uh, you'll know that you can afford to do it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes circumstances happen out of your control and unforeseen that uh, put you in a position where it's it's struggle. Mm-hmm. But uh, if that came to, to be, the, the best thing to do is take early action. Mm-hmm. Um, and before you take any action, again, get some advice. But uh, probably to try and sell that investment property and yeah. and okay. reduce your debt that way. Yeah. And so what you're saying is that even though you might use the equity in your home as um, to help secure the loan, if you get any problem with payment, you just get rid of the investment property and then you're back to where you started, which is your house is not at risk. That's right. Okay. Um, and, I, and I think this is, in investment properties, one of the biggest issues would have to be mindset, wouldn't it? Oh, for sure. For sure. So people who are looking at, at getting into investment properties, how do they know when they can get into it? Like, as we said, only 8% of the population have got them. So sure. how, how, would, how do you know when it's time? Well, you, you, basically, if you've built up a little bit of equity, if you've had your home for a little while, mm. say five years, certainly, um, find out what the value of that property is. Most finance brokers can do a report that will and give it to you for free mm. um, that will tell you roughly what the value of the property is. And then you can work out if you've got enough equity in there uh, from your home loan debt to use that as the deposit 
to go and purchase a property. So I'm going to ask a pretty basic question sure. here, uh, and that is, what do you mean by equity in your home? Sure. I, I don't quite understand. Good question. The equity is the value of your home less the debt that's on it. So your home loan might be 250000 and your right. house is worth, say, 450000 Well, you have equity of 200000 Right. Now, banks won't lend you 200000 to put towards the next property, but they'll lend you a portion of that. Okay. A good portion. Okay. So if you're, uh, for example, in this case, you know, you've got $200,000 debt, you've got a $400,000 house. If you want to buy, say, a $300,000 property, what you're saying is you can use some of that that equity, that $200,000 equity as extra security so you don't have to pay for mortgage insurance, et cetera, so it's easier to get that loan. That's right, Warwick. And, and the best setup would be if you're buying an investment property for 300000 I think you said, mm. uh, would be to actually have a loan for the 300000 plus the cost. So let's say costs are a rule of thumb 5%. Right. So you'd set up the loan. So it's your investment loan is 315000 mm-hmm. And then you've maximized your tax advantages okay. there. Okay. So it sounds like that getting into investment property is not just a matter of, oh, I'm going to buy a property. It is about looking at what's your current situation, what sort of equity do I have available to me, um, and then and getting a full understanding of costs. Because like, you're talking about 5% for costs. What do you get for your costs? What what are costs? Well, I must say the 5% is rule of thumb, and, and particularly um, for Victoria, yeah. because Victoria has the highest stamp duty rates in Australia. Right. But uh, basically, the most, the, the highest expense in that is your stamp duty. But then you have registration costs, which is another government cost. So you, right. uh, also you've got uh, conveyancing costs and so forth. Right. And bank setup fees and. Right. So we're talking about establishment fees and loan yeah. fees and that sort of stuff. Okay. Um. So what would you give as your top three finance tips for investors? Oh, certainly uh, interest only for your investment loans. That's uh, number one. Um, don't be scared to use the equity in your home to, to use that to your advantage because uh, there'd be nothing worse than having an asset there that's not working for you. Mm-hmm. And as we pointed out before, it's not really at risk. Uh, and start as soon as you can. Get Find out, ring up your finance broker and find out if you are in a position to buy an investment property. Right. Um, I I read in the paper all this stuff about, you know, finance fluctuations in prices of houses and there's a bubble. And for every article saying that there is a bubble in housing prices, there's another one saying that there's not. So what do I do with that kind of information? Well, that's a very good question because it it does frustrate me, these reports that we get. And a lot of it's to do with the the situation in America. And that's a totally different market. So... Mm. My personal view is that uh, I don't think there's a housing bubble in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think the way we've got it all set up is a, is a lot different. Um, certainly, there's risks involved with any investment, mm-hmm. but at the at the end of the day, if you don't sell it, you can't lose. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, so there's there's a you talk to any investor, they talk about timing in the market and etc. So is is now a good time to get into the property market? Hey, Warwick, you know I've got a vested interest in property. <laughs> so I'm going to always say now is yeah, the yeah. best time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you look in history, um, even those people that had properties before the, the recession we had to have mm-hmm. in uh, the 89, 90 sort of situation, th- those properties are 
well and above the value they were then. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, as, as I said before, if you can hang on to it, mm -hmm. you're not going to lose. Mm. I've heard it said that it's the time in the market, not the timing. So if you were to buy now and just hold on to it, that's where the value is going to be for you. That's it. Cool. Look, if people want to get in touch with you and find out more information, how's the best way they can get in touch with you? Well, they can go to the website, uh, which is morebanks.com.au. And that's more banks spelled M-O-R-B-A-N-X dot com dot A-U. Yes. Uh, or they can ring the office on 1300-131-909. Great. We were talking earlier and you said that you've got a, uh, a free ebook called Wake Up Wealthy. That's the kind of concept I want to take on board. How, <laughs> how, do, how do we get a copy of Wake Up Wealthy? Just go to the website, uh, morebanks.com.au forward slash wake up wealthy mm -hmm. and you can download your free copy there. Fantastic. Uh, we've been talking with Andrew Larkham here from More Banks, uh, talking about the negative gearing trap. Andrew, thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks I think it. that uh, there'll be a lot of people out there who are going to look at investing in property a little bit differently. Thanks for your time. Thank you. You've been listening to Entrepreneurs in Action with your host, Warwick Merry. See you next time on the show. You've been listening to Entrepreneurs in Action, proudly brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Alliance Inner Circle. They work with entrepreneurs to create wealth, freedom and connections. You can find out more about them at www.eaic.com.au. Well, that's it for this edition of the Entrepreneurs in Action. Thanks for joining me. I've been your host, Warwick Merry from warwickmerry.com. I look forward to joining you next time for another episode of Entrepreneurs in Action. Entrepreneurs in Action.